Do you remember how we got movie times before the internet? For a large part of this audience, the answer might be, what do you mean before the internet? Well, it turns out that it was a service called Movie Phone, 800-777-FILM. Call it and it would read the local movie listings to you. Yes, somebody actually recorded the movie listings each day and this would play them back. Believe it or not, people would actually take the phone from the kitchen wall, dial 800-77-FILM, and have the movie times read to them. The service didn't shut down until February of 2014. Marvin, let's go see a movie. Will you see what's playing? Why, sure, Mildred. The men who created this service weren't making movies. They weren't selling tickets. They were making it easier for people to choose movies, eventually leading to them buying tickets. They did it well. Movie Phone was sold to AOL in 1999 for $388 million. Now, this service answered two questions. Is there a movie I would like to see? And is there a showtime that works for me? I'm always fascinated by the kind of people that can apply technology to problems even when it seems unintuitive. Why would someone call when they could just look the movie times up in the newspaper? Well, because someone created a service that made it easy enough, that was focused on exactly what was needed, and got the word out about the service. My guest is one of these people. Welcome to Intended Consequences, a podcast from Conversion Sciences. I'm Brian Massey, and I believe that anyone is capable of using behavioral science to get the results their business needs. It delivers intended consequences, and I'll teach you how to harness it. There's an assumption that sales is going to just, you know, uh, it's like throwing a piece of steak, you know, and across the fence to a junkyard dog. You don't have to worry. They're going to they're gonna grab it. It's, it's not going to sit there, okay? That's the assumption of how sales work. Sammy James is one of those people who focuses on a problem and single-mindedly works to solve it completely. He sees filling out an online form as the equivalent of sitting down at a restaurant with no waiters. No matter how hungry you are, you're not going to wait for too long. Sammy is the founder of SpeakToLeads.com, a service that connects salespeople to prospects when they fill out a form. It's a movie phone-like problem with a movie phone-like solution. So let's see how Sammy came up with this solution and how he thinks about the sales and marketing relationship. I'm always interested in what life journey brought you to this place. So you go back as far as you want to give us an idea of what your influences, experiences, and neuroses are. So tell us a little bit about where you are and why you're here. Well, I'm, I gravitate towards things that work. I'm a concept person or I can think abstract you know, thoughts. You know, I love to improve and optimize things. And, and I'm, I have a keen eye for detail. And, you know, when it comes to, to technology and things, I love like, oh, you know, tools that, that you can leverage to speed things up, make things easier, make things faster, make things more productive, 
that is, I love that stuff. So I've all, as far as marketing goes, I've always been fascinated with how to use tools to in technology, which is tools of the day, our tools. And marketers have plenty of tools there. I'm just wondering, kind of, what was it that gave you this fastidiousness about focusing on things that work and and the power of tools to measure and cut accurately? I guess because most people don't. And so when I walk in and no one's ever seen a, for example, an electric screwdriver, and they've been using a handheld screwdriver all their life, and I go, check this out. Look. Push the button, and they're like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "Cool, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, here." And I go, "Here, you want to buy one?" Yeah. Hey, I love that's fun. I'm a hero. I like being the hero. That's really what it comes down to. I hear you're, but you're more of a Batman than a Superman. In other words, you have more of the the tool oriented superpowers as opposed to the inborn natural strength and stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I I have no gifts. I have no natural gifts or talent. What I have is the ability to, to take one thing and put it, mash it up with something else and create a better tool. You know, I have that. That's all I got. I mean, I have to work with it, right? So that's what I work with. You got to work with what we got. Just so our listeners are level set, tell them what you do. Tell them about your company and your position. Just a quick overview of where you are today. I started Speak to, Speak to Leads. It, it kind of spun out of a traditional and digital kind of hybrid agency back, well, it was an experiment I was doing at the agency with clients who were complaining about not being able, you know, the reps not calling their inbound leads, which was a kind of a new thing back about 13 years ago. And so about 13 years ago, I thought, wait a minute, I worked in two previous positions at startups in San Francisco, where we used telephony to do, for one, we did Shazam before there were smartphones. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So what you had to do is you call an 800 number. It was called Buzz Hits. So you're in San Francisco and you know, every station in America and every market shares frequencies, but you know, that frequency only reaches a certain geographical area. So 104.5 in San Francisco, 104.5 in Philadelphia, that's a completely different station, right? So we know based on the geographical where you're calling from, we know you're in San Francisco, A, and we say, hey, thanks for calling Buzz Hits. Please enter the number of the station you're listening to now. And so 1045, 104.5, KFOG, here's what's playing now. And so we play a little snippet of the song, you know, Madonna, like a virgin or whatever. And then it's like, is that the song you're looking for? If you want to go back, press one. And we, we play, you know, the previous song and the previous song, maybe go back two songs. You'd say, yeah, that's the song I'm looking for. And then we tell you the name of the song and who the artist. Okay, this is pre-smartphone. I don't know if a lot of people can't relate to that era. It worked though, because I come from radio as part of my background. You know, I grew up in radio. My dad was a disc jockey when I was born. So having had that background, I knew people were frustrated about knowing what was playing on the radio and, and because they're playing 14 songs in a row, whatever it is. And so this was a real thing. So what I, I came in as the first hire of the startup venture back and I was the VP of biz dev. That's what they called it at the time. And so I was the guy who had to figure out how to make money with this idea. I mean, I sold research to record labels because you know how a record label decides where to put their promotion budget and what artists to put on the road and promote and, and spend advertising money on and da 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 They have to figure out out of the, you know, let's say the hundred records they have to choose from that day, which one to put money behind. And the way the best way to do that is see which one's getting buzz. Hey, who's that? I like that. Previous to that, you know, there was SoundScan and all these other things. They would measure sales and CDs across the you know, I mean, 
Then I took this concept and spun it into advertising and said, why can't we, you drive by a billboard and you know, you've got seconds to see that billboard, right? And it's really not so much direct response. And it could be if, or you listen to a billboard, let's say you're listening to NPR or, or even any radio station and there's a 10 second traffic billboard. This traffic report brought to you by blah, 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 you know, Southwest Airlines, trips to Hawaii, call now, 1-800-Southwest-Airlines, book your trip. I mean, that's 10 seconds, but what if everybody used the same phone number? Because there was a thing back in the old days, again, going way back to movie phone. Do you remember a movie phone? It, depending on the market you're in, you dial 777-7777, that's movie phone, or one four 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 four, And it would tell you what movies are playing, and that was a big thing. And those guys made millions of dollars on, on getting hundreds of thousands of phone calls to, you know, sponsor movie phones, with sponsor files movies and stuff. The same concept is if every billboard and, you know, radio ad, short radio billboard, physical billboard, any kind of quick short message opportunity had a phone number that everybody knew, like 1-800-777-INFO, and all you had to do is enter a keyword or speak a keyword, more importantly, boom, you're off and running. You've now converted that short message into an engagement and whatever you want to have happen. What do you want to do? Do you want to Make a reservation now. We can connect you with an agent. We can send you this or we can do that or whatever. So I started doing that with this technology. And so after that and in a previous experience doing, you know, database, smashing databases up with media and stuff like that with the station in Los Angeles and seeing that, I just had this telephony thread in my media and marketing, you know, kind of background and sales background. And so when someone said, we can't get our salespeople to call these leads. They hate these leads. And frankly, is this internet thing going to stick around or not? Because we're hoping not. Wait a minute. The salespeople hated the leads. Yeah, yeah. So let me start asking dumb marketer questions. Why would they hate the leads if that's how they make their money? Typically, almost across the board, salespeople are paid uh, entirely or partially on commission. Why would they ever hate a lead? Well, because... They were used to direct response leads where people dialed into you, right? And, and they, liked, they didn't like having to call leads and they, they couldn't get in touch with them. And they found it frustrating and, and it was difficult and it just was a pain. And that's why they didn't like them. And so they were literally throwing them in a trash can. And they were, these leads were costing 40 bucks a piece, you know, back then. And so I said, you know, I get it. You know, I understand. Okay, so let me do this. Why don't we figure out a way, in my mind, to turn this form fill into a phone call? And so when someone fills out the form, it creates a call, calls the sales team, and announces, hey, you've got a new lead. Here's their name. Here's what they're interested in. They press one or two, whatever, to call them now. And, you know, and display the caller ID of the business. And, and how's that sound? Yeah, so uh, pretty good. Okay. So I found the people to get this done, got it together made it happen and boom, it worked. All of a sudden, 300% increase, 300%. So let me, let me, before we dive into that, I have another dumb marketer question. Salespeople uh, are selected because they somehow magically enjoy making cold calls. Like they're the kind of person that thrives on the challenge of calling a number of people just to find those winners. What I'm hearing from you is that, in fact, salespeople are a lot more human and a lot more like us marketers who maybe would never, ever consider a job like that. Which of those is really true? Well, there are some, a very few, I'm going to say, there's very few people that like making cold calls. 
calls. And if you gave any salesperson an option to never make, have to make a cold call again, but still make the same amount of money, they'd say, okay, thank you. Never going to make another one again. Thank you. I won't miss that at all. Nobody enjoys it. I mean, you know, there are, there are people that are born backslappers and the people that aren't, you know, in other words, you're an extrovert or you're not. And that's just the way it is. And you can force like me, I'm an introvert and extrovert. I can make myself become an extrovert when I have to, because I know it's a necessity. But if I had a choice, I would sit back. I just don't feel like, you know, putting myself out there a lot of the time. And I, I grew up in sales, having to do cold calls, you know, here's a phone book, good luck, you know, no list, nothing, you know, so make your own list. So I've been there and it's tough and I didn't enjoy it, but I, I forced myself to do it. You dial and dial and dial and dial. But we're talking about, listen, man, this is the, the coolest thing in the world that's ever happened. People don't realize that having a form, Phil, I mean, these are people that didn't pick up the phone, but they raised their hand. Okay. They said, over here, I'm interested. Now, these are the people like, you know, if you're in a conference, hey, who, who here wants to come up on stage? I mean, I mean, not very many people. You know, so I think that the fact that this whole thing happened with search and enabled people to raise their hand and say, you know what, I am interested here, but I don't want to come up on stage and, and, and or give you a direct phone call and tell you that. I'm, I'm fearful. I'm intimidated. I'm apprehensive. I'm not 100, you know, I'm just not that kind of person. Now, that's to me, that's salespeople are like servers in a restaurant. You know, they walk up to the table and they say, hey, how are you? Well, you know, thanks for coming. How can I help you? What do you feel like eating tonight? You know, here's we've got a couple of things you might want to consider. Blah, blah, blah. And then they, they serve that table. If they didn't have servers, you know, it'd be a cafeteria. And you just go up and you, and you, you know, serve yourself and sit down and eat. Which is what we'd like most of our websites to be, is just cafeterias where people come inside <laughs> and they purchase. And they, but in yeah. a way, honestly, it's like, you know, a, a forum is like somebody walking into your restaurant and sitting down and just waiting for you to walk up to the table. That's an incredible thing. And that, you know, as opposed to doing, going, hmm, let me see. Here's a vertical and here's, okay, I'm going to go talk to these guys. Here's some companies. I'm going to go scrape LinkedIn and then I'm going to get out a list. I'm going to get some numbers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, going and do it. That is a job and people do it. And, and, they, and it's, it's, it's a respectable thing to do and, and you need to do it. And it's, that's move, that moves things along. And It's called uh, account-based marketing now, I believe. Yeah, it is. It's right. And it's, a, it's, it's an important thing. And I mean, I'm facing that myself right now to, you know, I'm doing the same thing. So um, that's to me more like traditional sales. So when someone gets a form inquiry and they don't call it in 60 seconds or less, I think they're insane. Okay. It's just insanity. I mean, what? I mean, it's like, like I said, go back to the analogy of, Hey, I, I you know, I, I, I'm attracted to this girl across the way and she actually winks at me or something or waves and I don't go say hello. Are you crazy? You know, we're not going to get more than that. I think that that is the conversation that most marketers are having. It was like, we're generating these leads. You know, they signed up for a report that indicates they're interested in our product or at least have the problem. And this is not good enough for sales. This is not a marketing qualified lead or they, they just can't follow up. Um, and I think that is, that's what cooks the noodle of marketers is, I think we hit on one thing. They're they're human, and even though we we think they're hired for their ability to do phone, cold calls and, and be ignored and have their emails ignored and have their voice messages ignored, that they should be okay with that. 
that part's hard and it no one likes to do it except for a few nuts but again i think there are different sales organizations or or you know like they're like small medium large businesses things are different okay they really are the environment's different like you know in a, in a large company you've got the sdrs you know and they're they're out there they're kind of they're separating the wheat from the chaff and then they're throwing up the you know they'll qualify guys to the you know the sales team, so they're only talking. The SDRs to, are the are, so you have to you have to define your TLA. Sales develop the sales development representatives. You know they're the ones who do the pre. You know they 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 chase down, you know everything, and it comes in, and then they they determine yeah and qualify, and then and if it's qualified, then then they escalate it up to you know the sales reps, and the sales reps use their persuasive powers uh, to close the deal. But if you're just a small or medium-sized business, you don't have that that kind of infrastructure or that that kind of team. You've got just a bunch of guys, you know, and some of them are the owner maybe, and he's taking sales calls too. Everybody's taking sales or doing whatever they can to help move things along. Everyone's wearing that hat. Um, then you might have one or two guys that are dedicated to sales, okay, but or three or four or five or six. But you know, it's not some big giant organization with all this stuff becomes like a different conversation, honestly. And, and I think there are more companies that are in that area, you know, that need help. I'll give you an example. In San Diego, there's this company. They had trucks that provided water to, to offices, businesses throughout San Diego and different regions. Well, when I talked to the owner about this and I told him what I did and he goes, that's amazing. He goes, so you're saying to me, if I get a lead, uh, you know, a form fill, that you could call someone in the truck right then that was in that territory and they could then just press to or just say to hands-free and dial the lead and say hey i'm only a few blocks away why don't i stop by and drop off some samples and you know i'll give you you know introduce myself i'm like yep and he's like oh my god gee i'm i'm, I'm in done let's go <laughs> and, and 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 that's what and that's what we do right that's a beautiful example isn't it of like how to use this technology to really leverage the power of being right there when people are interested and, and, and showing them, you know, Hey, let me demonstrate our, our service, our level of service. And, and wow. So what you're saying is that you've enabled a new business model in which you've got trucks all over town, many of them not currently on calls because they're never hundred percent occupied. A, a lead comes in and you essentially are using the trucks as a sales vehicle, even though they can be an installation vehicle and a repair vehicle. So you're, you're like using them as a, yeah. I mean, they might be the rep for that territory and they're out delivering water. I mean, same thing as the guy, a guy, you know, that is in the roof repair business or, or solar, or he's up on a roof. He owns the business. Maybe he's got a few, maybe he's got a crew. And then, you know, what is, do you think he's got a sales team? Probably not. Right. And so maybe he does. And maybe, maybe he doesn't, I don't know, but, not likely. And so guess who takes all those sales calls? He does. Without speak to leads, what happens? He goes back to his office at night or at home. He looks through his emails and he sees he got like five people inquire about his service, you know, starting at like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, one, all day. And, he, and now it's hours and hours and hours later. He's not going to call him until tomorrow now because it's so late. And so it's a day has passed and he calls him up can't get a hold of them or he they say oh i've already talked to somebody else because people this is a statistical fact it's somewhere between 78 and 85% but it depends on the vertical but let's just say 80 plus percent on average of people who buy 
buy from the first company they speak to. You're going to have to give us a link for that reference. I, I'm, and that's, that's fascinating to me. Oh, I, 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 the, 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 there's a strong bias towards uh, companies that serve you first, that, you know, that, that, that come to your rescue first, so to speak. So if, like, for example, if I'm searching for a, a loan, let's say refinancing, and I fill out a form, and I get a call in 60 seconds from somebody in their ABC, you know, financing company. And they go say, hey, tell me what's going on. What are you trying to do? What you got? You know, well, okay, how much equity? And they say, and, and they're, I'm going down the road with them, answering their questions. And, they, you know, they're qualifying me. And they say, okay, I think we got something here. I think we can get you in here. And, blah, blah, blah. and then I, and I spend 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes with them, whatever it takes to kind of get into that prequal conversation. And, and they go, okay, well, let me do some homework. I've got, I got the details. Uh, I'll send you this, blah, blah, blah. And then I get a, I hang up. Now, let's say I get a call later that day from an, another person who maybe bought the same lead and they call me. And I, I guess what I'm going to say? I'm good right now. I really appreciate it. But I'm going to, you know, just sort of go see how this goes before because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't yeah, I've already done it. Let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Why would I? It's just like, I, you might be better. I don't know. I mean, uh, what are your rates? I mean, it's sort of the same, right? I mean, everyone's are. So for, I mean, come on, you know, so, you know, it's just common sense, really. I mean, it, you know, I think we're all, we've all been there and almost in, in any category. What I'm also hearing is there's a chance here for marketers to begin to think about business models that open up beyond the click. So, um, Someone comes to our website, they uh, sign up for our newsletter, they come along and they download a white paper that's a high indicator that they're having the problem we solve. They, that lead becomes a marketing qualified lead and then it goes into a CRM. And then that CRM doesn't get put in front of a salesperson until the person queries it. Like, I'm done with my calls for the morning, now I need to go and see who the, the hot leads are. So there's kind of this buffer built into our stacks that keeps us from reacting. And I'm hearing two things and, and uh, you should probably tell us specifically what speak to leads is and, and what, what, what you do, but time to call is one problem that you solve. And the fact that the salesperson gets the call, uh, even though it's a, a machine connecting the wire rather than having to pick up the phone, dial it, et cetera. So those are two of the two of the issues that it sounds like you address. Let's okay. So let, let, let me simplify it a little bit. Um, which is let's just say the premise is this: sales is a conversation, and you and we're talking about leads that require you know it's a considered purchase or complex sale. It requires a conversation. Okay, we're not talking about buying a pair of shoes on Amazon or something. What I found is 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 that speed is the number one driver of conversion. So the quicker you have the conversation with the prospect after they indicate their interest, the better. And what I mean by better, I mean higher connectivity, higher receptivity. So when you, you can't, if you don't speak to that lead, you're not gonna close it. We know that's, that's rule number one. Don't speak to it, not gonna close it. You know, you gotta show up, 80% of success, boom, show up. Okay, and then rule number two, hey, uh, how receptive are they to your conversation? Now, their receptivity is never higher than it is within 60 seconds after they indicate they're interested. And that is the truth, okay? And the the numbers back it up. Okay, so why wouldn't I want to put myself in that position every day? 
that's just all I'm saying. And, and, and the clients to do that. And we enable our clients to do that with our little gizmo, right? And the clients to do that, they love it. And, and get, and as I said earlier, the reception they get is amazing. Do you think there's a creepy factor to this? Ah, I love that. Uh, this is what the only objection I've ever heard. And again, I go back to, well, out of 5 million calls, no one's ever said it was creepy. So, oh, that can't be true. Go ahead. I mean, I, 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 I guarantee no, not more than one out of 100 people, if that, I'll, just, I'll go ahead and give you that if you want, be generous, are going to say that. They just don't have, because, it's, because they're, um, they're interested in this and, and they're like, thanks for calling me so fast. They think you're just responsive is what they think. Well, and I think the question is um, not do they think it's creepy, and um, maybe they do, but I think rarely, if ever, do they hang up. It's the same question that we get around uh, pop-ups. So we say you should test, at least to test exit and send pop-ups on your site because you can recover 5 to 15, sometimes 20% of people who are leaving and build your email list faster that way. Everyone you ever ask if they like pop-ups will say, no, I think it's bad for the brand and I don't like it. We've never, ever seen a client where we didn't get a lift, even accounting for cannibalism for people who would have, would have otherwise come back and, and signed up. And so I think it's the same thing. And, and that scares us a little bit. But the numbers say that it's not as creepy as we think it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't think so much. And this is, and so... Now, back to your point earlier, and I've tried to unpack or deconstruct why Speak to Leads works. Because again, remember I told you I'm not so smart. I just had one idea, which is what if we just, you know, took the form, you know, took the, took this, you know, instead of distributing leads via email or printing them out and handing in little pieces of paper to everybody to call, why don't we just, you know, turn into a phone call? That was the intention behind that was just to eliminate every, the other way, which wasn't working. But what I found out after seeing this work, 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 I'm like, why does this, right? Why does this? It wasn't because I knew it would, okay? I just guessed. Like, how about we try this? <laughs> so why does it work? There's a lot of reasons. But I think number one is it gets the salesperson's attention first. So that phone call, and, and I use the analogy of if I'm doing direct mail and I send someone an envelope or a postcard, or a box, a UPS box, which one are they gonna open first? The box, right? Every time. Because it's just human nature. You know, it's like we're curious, it's, it looks more interesting, it's more compelling, it, what's inside. We're projecting more things that could be inside. Who knows? It's just the way we're wired, okay? We're wired for that, we're wired for boxes. So here's the thing, when I, we call, they, because I've heard people say, oh, we don't need your stuff. We use, we send text messages, you know, to our sales, but we don't need your, you know, I'm like, okay, you know what, I hear, the truth equals what works in my world. And does that work? I don't think so. Okay. So, um, cause they can ignore the text message. They can ignore the pop-up. They can ignore the email. They can ignore the CRM. They can ignore all that. And, and, and they do. Okay. And they use their biases. They use their reluctance. They use all kinds of filters to decide what they're going to do, because you know, one thing that the, the, the people love about being a salesperson is the independence and autonomy it gives you to run your own show within the show. Which means fertile ground for biases. Oh, it's a woman. They never buy. Or, oh, it's a Oh, yeah. That last name. name yeah. They never buy. Uh, no yeah. They're exactly. horrible. They're too cheap. Or, you know, 
all kinds of crap. I mean, it's horrible. But, but the, the primary reason it works is because job one, get the salesperson's attention and the phone ringing does that. It's the box. It's the box. So they pick up the phone. They can't resist it. They can't resist it. They can't resist it. It's a box. And I think for marketers, pay attention because uh, it's not just about getting the customer's attention and getting to the customer faster. You've got to get the salesperson's attention first. I think there's something brilliant and unexpected there. Uh, yeah, it was to me. Because, you know, as I say, I just sort of sat back and I go, why is this working? And that's job one. Get the sale. Because everybody, guess what? Everyone's always talking about the, the customer's attention, how short it is. Hey, we've done a recent study. The new number is 8.25 seconds now. That's the new attention span. You know, it's like, and okay, back to you, Bob. Okay, you know, but they're always talking about the customer. Wait a minute. That's a, everybody's, everybody's a customer. Everybody's a human. Every, well, there's a, there, it's goldfish and humans and all, attention span, right? So what about getting the, the salesperson's attention? Because the, my biggest competition, as someone said, well, who's your biggest competitor? Delusional sales organizations is my biggest competitor. People that are delusional <laughs> about their sales organization because they think they're doing a brilliant job. And, and they're not. They're not. Why do they think they're doing a brilliant job? Because salespeople are very convincing of, of making sure they think that. And that's not their fault. It's like they've just got the charm and they've got the, you know, they always look like they're on it and they, hey, they bring in the numbers and they're doing good. And pretty soon the sale, you know, it's the inmates running the asylum or whatever the expression is. And, and so tail wagging the dog, I don't know what it is, but, but they are running the show. And a lot of times, the only time I've, I've ever gotten a lost an account was because the salespeople didn't like the accountability. They didn't like being told when to make a call. They didn't like the lack of autonomy or independence that this was forcing them and they knew that you know we're shining a very bright light now on all their effort and their, but they should actually they should love it and most do i i i've only lost a couple of deals on, on. most of them do so that's another angle that i hadn't anticipated but resistance from sales to things that make them better again uh, i think a marketer is saying aren't these people paid on commission won't they be loving this that's not that's that's not so simple but you know what? If, if I said to a salesperson, hey, here's I'll walk in tomorrow, say your sales organization, hey, well, you've got a new job description, a new set of responsibilities. And oh, whoa, whoa, what is it? You're no longer responsible for following up on leads. What? That's right. You will never have a task again in your CRM to call a lead that you haven't spoken to. What? I mean, are they happy so far? So I far. like this conversation. This is great. You know, what else? You know, and um, that's it, guys. Uh, you're, oh, I, by the way, one more thing. Uh, just <laughs> make sure you answer the phone and follow the prompts. Okay? Done. Okay. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, I forgot. One more thing. Your performance from now on is not going to be measured based on the number of leads you get and the number of deals you make from the leads you get. Uh, nobody's getting any leads anymore. The leads belong to everybody until you speak to the lead. And then your performance will now be measured based as a percentage of the leads you speak to, not the leads you work. Whoa. Let me think about that one. Wow. That's pretty heavy. But it's good, isn't it? Because like, is it, hey, if I'm making uh, a, a, my effort, I'm making max effort to call leads and I just got, got some bad luck and the leads just weren't connecting. Maybe they're bad leads. Maybe I got a bad batch. I don't know. New supplier. Not good. That should not affect, that's not fair. 
you know, that you're saying, oh, your, your uh, closing rate really dropped this month. What's wrong with you? Well, you're not feeling well? I mean, come on. No, that's not the problem. I didn't get to speak to anybody. That's the problem because I can't sell somebody if I don't speak to them. Oh, we're back to that again. Yeah, we are. So why don't you judge me based on the number of people I speak to as opposed to the number of leads you give me? I like that. I think that's a fair way to go. And now, now we can do it. And, and so that's why, and, and when the sales guys walk in the door and, they, and when they open up their CRM and there's no tasks except for things related to people they're already speaking to, which guess what? They're energized. They're pumped. They're feeling good. There is no inertia now. There's no wet blanket being thrown over them to get started the day with. They, and, and there's no call reluctance and no bias because they're looking down that list of 100 people and they're like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed about all these people. I haven't, I haven't talked to them in so long. Oh, my God, this person, no, they're not going to answer the phone. These people, it's just a horrible situation. Oh, my God. So that's gone. And now, oh, by the way, to talk to the organization, you know, the reason, and again, I, I, I might be missing a lot of stuff. So if it, I'm, there's probably an argument against what I'm saying, and, and it's probably really good. But, but I only know what I know, so I'll just share based on what I know. So what are, the, what are the challenges with this? Does it require that you have more salespeople on staff because the calls are coming in at you? Um, what are some of the downsides of this? What are some of the real downsides? Yeah, and that's actually what I was going to mention is that now you're actually expanding the you know, productivity of your staff because you no longer have to assign a lead. So let's say, because if you assign a lead and a new lead comes in and the person you assigned it to is busy on the phone already, what a shame. You got this fresh, hot lead sitting there that's highly perishable. It's going to go you know, cold within 10 minutes. You know, the value of that lead drops dramatically. Okay, it drops by 400% in like 30 minutes. I mean, the value in terms of connectivity and conversion, everything. It's just so highly perishable. There's another thing people don't understand about the leads, how perishable they are. They underestimate that. They go bad very, very fast. But what it does show you now, it shows you, the, you know the number of leads you're getting. But now it shows you your actual effort being made against those leads. What percentage out of 100 leads during whatever this date range is that you are measuring, uh, what percentage of those 100 leads did you call within 60 seconds? Did you call 100? That'd be brilliant. Did you call 80? Did you call 50? I mean, what percent? That's something you need to know because I guarantee if I called 100 businesses right now, none of them could tell me that. Not one. Okay. Number two, what a percentage did you connect with on that first attempt? Well, don't know, really. What, what percentage uh, you know, did you connect with on the second attempt, third attempt, the fourth attempt, and, and on and on? And, 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 so, and, and what percentage did you call? Because it, it's always 100 is best, 100% on each. You know, so let's say our clients, just to give you, you know, share some data. It's about 50% connection rate on the first attempt, which is very, very good. I mean, we have clients that connect with 70%, but this is 50 is very good. And so now that leaves 50% of your leads you haven't spoken to yet. Now we know the optimum time to call in most verticals is 20 minutes later. So we call back in 20 minutes and now we're going to connect with another. So there's a call, an immediate call, and then a call at 20 minutes. Yep. If they don't connect, if they, if they don't. And so now in 20 minutes, Hey, this is the second attempt to reach this lead. Uh, this time, if you don't connect, leave a voicemail. Don't leave a voicemail in the first attempt because it gives you permission to call in 20, right? And if you ever saw the movie Swingers, you know that you know the reason for that. I didn't see that see movie. That? <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> we'll we'll add it to the girl. show notes to remind everybody. Oh, it's so funny. He meets a girl in a bar and leaves too many voicemail messages. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest scene ever. 
it, it, then it goes to third. So you're not it, it diminishing, right? You're getting to this diminishing return. You know, 50, now another 20, and now another 10, another five. And then that's why we only do six attempts across eight days. Um, but you get to measure your own. It's true for you. We're going to show you. We're going to shine a bright light on all these metrics so you can see actual effort made, return on effort. And then you can decide how you want to manage your resources. So you have a luxury of, of managing your resources because the truth, as you brought up, is, is that it is always going to come down to opportunities versus resources. And so most companies have more opportunities and resources or resources that they're utilizing properly, you know, and, and they suffer from that greatly, especially the companies, businesses like dental and medical, cosmetic. Oh, that's a huge industry. But those people are clueless when it comes to leads and, and following up on them. They don't have anybody set up to do it. They're not equipped. They don't do it. And they could be making so much money if they would just, you know, call those leads immediately and, and, or, and answer the phone. I mean, how many times do you call your dentist to get voicemail? Almost always. Right? <laughs> well, is, is there anything stopping a marketer from saying, all right, we're going to do this. We're just going to do this rather than waiting for sales to adopt these tools. I'm going to subscribe to speak to leads and I'm going to let the sales guys know that they're going to be getting a call that's going to connect them to the client and just go with it. What else needs to be done? Because you make it sound very simple and very straightforward. What am I missing here? It is. That's Well, that's the thing I also learned about selling technology early on. If you want to sell them something that's technical, you got to make it simple. The, the eyes just start glazing over and, it's, and they're not buying. So guess what? There's, here's what you, you need to the training, okay, is for the sales team. Hey, guys, you're, guess what? No responsible, no more tasks. Phone's going to ring. Just follow the prompts. It's going to say, hey, it's speak to lead. You have a new lead. Their name is Charlie Parker. They're interested in whatever. Press two to call them now. And just, just listen to it and do what it says. And if it doesn't say leave a voicemail, don't leave a voicemail. And don't worry. We've got all the multi-channel stuff all sorted out. You don't need to make a note. You don't need to create a task. You don't need to send an email or a all automated. Okay. Cause you know, it's, if this, then that, you know, we got that all covered. So the system is telling them whether or not they need to leave a voicemail for this call or not. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want them to, uh, on the, after the first attempt, it's cause that's, that, that prevents them from being able to leave it out in the second or call, even prevents them from calling in 20 minutes. Cause think again, common sense. Why is that? So, well, if you think about it I, again, I don't know. I didn't make this up. I just go by what works. And, and so I'm going, why does that work? Well, if I leave a voicemail and I'm like, Hey, it's Bob from ABC. Uh, you know, uh, thanks for your inquiry. Uh, here's my number and blah, blah, blah. And then I call you in 20 minutes, uh, whether you answer or you don't, I mean, you're like, this guy is kind of pushy, right? It feels a little aggressive, you know? And then I'm going to call you in three, uh, another hour and 20 minutes. All of a sudden you, you're like too pushy. Uh, so because, you know, there's a certain, you know, Goldilocks, you know, kind of a, I guess, deal here on what works. So we, you, you want to be available. It's like being a server in a restaurant. Same thing. Make yourself available. Keep an eye on things. If they need you, get over there. You know, uh, don't make them look for you. But don't come to the table every two seconds and say, how are you doing? How are, you how, how are we loving this? How are we enjoying our dinner? Don't, I, it's, who's we here? Okay. I can't stand that. Get out of my face. You know, that's too much service. I don't want that. So um, just be there when I need you. That's the, that's the best server in the world, isn't it? So we automate it all. So, you know, you to help you, in, and, and the point of all this to the sales team, what I would say to them is, look, 
Rising tides lift all boats. If you want to make more money from the same lead flow because our budgets aren't changing, lead flows are going to say everything is the same, same, same. But how about what if now when you say you're going to make more money by virtue of speaking to more leads and speaking to them faster, it works. It, and watch and see. And they do. And so they do. Why would you, as a salesperson, ultimately, if you're making more money, why would you say, I hate this thing? You know, I mean, you're not going to. You're going to love it. So we've only got a few seconds left and um, Speak to Lead sounds like a great product, but there's a bigger question here that I think marketers will want to know. And you started to hint at this briefly. What are the questions that we should be asking to diagnose if there is a problem on sales? And then if we want to look into products like Speak to Leads, um, we can take that step. You started to mention understanding how many leads people are, are, are getting, how many of them they're actually uh, reaching out to, how many they're actually connecting with, um, and then how many of those are uh, closing. Uh, are there other questions that marketers can be asking in a very nice, non-judgmental way, the sales team to uh, to get a better understanding of what might be limiting the number of leads that turn into dollars that they're generating? Well, I mean, one way, I mean, yeah, if you if you could get those metrics and say, you know, what's your What's your overall connection rate? What percentage of leads are you speaking to? What is your average speed to lead? You know, do you know that? How, how long is it taking you on average to speak to leads? I mean, they don't know this and they're not going to tell you the truth. Anymore. And is that, measured in, um, is that measured in days, hours, or is it measured in number of contacts? It should be measured in minutes. I mean, you should be like, honestly, I mean, you are tossing that lead away if you don't get to it in under a minute. You just are. It's, it's going to go It's gonna go cold so fast. I'm telling you. It, it, the minute it's... It's a minute, and it's going to get shorter than that eventually. As people get get better at this, yeah, as technology you know evolves, you know. So okay, so then it's just do that, and then how often are you calling? And what is your cadence? You know, what is your cadence? What is your what is your sales cadence? What what is the phone call to email to whatever cadence look like? You know, what's your interval? What are your intervals? And you know, and what what are the results? And I imagine you've got a you've got a recipe that, that is ideal for that or that is proved to be ideal across multiple clients. Sure, sure, sure. And then you can measure it and you can tweak it. You can measure and tweak it yourself. You can say, hey, you know, I want to try, I, we tried this, let's, let's turn a dial and, and let's see if our connection rate goes up. You know, it's all about that, right? That's, that's just testing and you should. And the, the reality is most sales teams, um, there are some good ones out there for sure that are all dial in and, and, and really do an amazing job and they don't need us. They really don't, uh, I, I assume. It'd be easier with us, but <laughs> they don't need it. Uh, but, you know, so it's not for everybody, but it's for most, I think most people. And one easy way to do it is go fill out a form, be, be a customer and see how long it takes them to call you. Great. Actually, that's the sort of thing I'm looking for. Go pretend you're a customer and see how long it takes to, to get a call. Go, go make yourself into an, a marketing qualified lead. Ask, and ask three or four of your, of your, of your buddies you know, buy your buddies a beer or whatever and say, hey, could you do me a favor and fill out our form for me? You know, because it's got to be a legit, you know, they've got to have a, it's got to be a legit, you know, sort of thing. That's one way to do it is so that you can really say, my God, I don't, I mean, you're going to be amazed probably. I mean, hopefully they're going to call you right, right away, but if they don't, you know, you got trouble. If they don't call you in a minute, then you know right there, you have an opportunity to improve the numbers. Which is a great sales pitch for uh, your product. Tell us where we can learn more about your product and connect with you. At speaktoleads.com, speak the number two, L-E-A-D-S.com. 
and we we offer like free trial and all that jazz so you can really test it yourself and see the numbers before you decide you know if you're going to go forward we're 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 just a, really in a way we're, we're just we're we're kind of like a plug in you know there's no capital big capital investment there's no nothing to you know to, to you know integrate you don't have to put code on your site and your javascript on your pages or there's nothing like that and um it, the integration's super simple simple you know and so um, that's one of the reasons I being nimble like that fit into any existing ecosystem or process or phone system or, or business rules that you have set up based on who should get a call, who shouldn't, and where it should go based on, you know, geography or product or, you know, license or, you know, all that can all be manipulated. And so, I mean, we've been doing it for 10 years and, and those 10 years have been spent grinding it out, you know, with, with clients trying to accommodate their every need. And as a result, now we're in a pretty, pretty good position to do that for most clients. Well, I say it's the golden age of tools, and now I've got another one to add to the tool belt. And this is one of the, the few that's uh, starting to span this canyon between sales and marketing that we see in so many, so many, so many businesses. So this conversation was every bit as energetic and interesting as I hoped it would, and I really appreciate you joining us on the Intended Consequences podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Your website is the movie phone of your business. Unless you sell an online service, your website's only job is making it easier for your prospects to make a choice. Your website answers two questions. Is this something that will solve my problem? And should I spend more time investigating this solution? All of the content you generate to persuade a visitor to buy your product may be wasted. Your website doesn't sell your business, it sells the next step. The quote, the demo, the trial, the sales meeting. When you get back to the office, go navigate your website and identify how much of your content is persuading your visitors to buy and how much of it is persuading them to just take one more step. How much smaller would your website be if it was focused on selling the next step instead of closing the whole deal? Now, go science something. <laughs>